Hi friends, welcome to Happily Even After. I'm Life Coach Jen, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids and one amazing son-in-law, a home decorator, a remodeler, a shopper, a scrabbler, and a snuggler. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly the relationship you have with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you live happily, even after some of life's greatest challenges. Hey friends, welcome to today's podcast. I'm doing another episode on trust just because I feel like there's just so much information about trust and trust is such a big component when your spouse has betrayed you or anyone has betrayed you. Betrayal in general, there's lots of different ways betrayal happens in people's life, but I I just it's of course important to trust yourself, but I've been kind of I don't know, agonizing about this word. And I brought it to therapy, to my coach. And I've been thinking about it because I want to help women learn to trust themselves. And I want to be confident in trusting myself, but learning what kind of components that trust is. And of course, you know, I love Brene Brown. And she has an anatomy of trust that she created with the word braving. And so each word, it's an an acronym, and each letter of this word braving has a different word attached to it associated with trust. And so I'm going to go through all those words with you. And I just want you to know that you get to create whatever definition you want for trust because I think sometimes when we say we don't trust that person or they're not trustworthy, chances are there is just a portion of that person, like someone isn't trustworthy or not trustworthy. It's possible we all can be untrustworthy or have said a lie before, can't be trusted in certain situations. So I think labeling someone that they're not trustworthy isn't helpful in your healing and recovery But there is opportunity. Maybe you don't trust them in general, but, oh, you trust your former spouse with your kids, and you feel okay with that. They just emotionally hurt you, but they are trustworthy with your kids or your family or at their job or with um, just certain situations. So I think when we label, when we think of the word trust, we can't necessarily say we trust them or don't trust them. It could be situational. And you get to decide whatever that looks like for you. And you get to know, like, sometimes people don't deserve to be trusted with you. Everyone else might trust them, but you get to decide if you want to trust them or not. And that's okay. Even if the whole entire world trusts them, but you don't, for whatever reason, you have good reason probably. Okay, and so you get to decide that. And so I just want you to pay attention to your body. Your body is your compass. Your nervous system is there. And I'm going to teach you in the next months or so about our nervous system because it's so fascinating. But anyway, so we're going to go through what BRAVING stands for and talk about each of those words. And the first word of the anatomy of trust is boundaries. And boundaries are so important when building trust with someone and especially building trust with yourself. 
And this is what it says. I trust you if you are clear about your boundaries and you hold them and you're clear about my boundaries and you respect them. So boundaries are going to be your number one best friend. And just because a boundary is always something that you do, like if someone is yelling, you don't need to tell them to stop yelling. You just have to choose when my spouse is yelling at me, I'm going to choose to leave the room or I'm going to choose to ask them to stop yelling, but they might not. And so then you're the one that removes yourself from the situation. It's not on them. Of course, we want them to stop yelling, but it's on us. If we don't want to be around the yelling, we can choose to remove ourselves. So getting clear on your boundaries. And if you need boundaries, not all relationships need boundaries, but I think boundaries are really important and especially in a betrayal situation. Reliability. You do what you say you're going to do. We have to be very clear on our limitations so we don't take on so much that we come up short and don't deliver on our commitments. So is the person that we're trying to trust, are they reliable? And in turn, are we reliable? Because sometimes we are so focused on the other person that we ourselves are doing the exact same thing. We're not being consistent or reliable in the situation. So paying attention to the person, are they trustworthy, are they reliable, but also looking at ourselves and saying, are we reliable? Are we consistent? Do we say what we're going to do and actually do it? The next one is accountability. And I think accountability is so important. And they say that someone that is not able to be accountable, like after an affair or really anything, that that's really a signal that your marriage is probably not going to work. Because if they're willing and wanting to blame everyone else for their decisions or choices, they are unable to be accountable for their actions. And we all have to take ownership and be accountable to ourselves as well as to our partner. Accountability, she says, I can only trust you if when you make a mistake, you're willing to own it, apologize for it, and make amends. I can only trust you when I make a mistake, I am allowed to do the same. So what that is basically saying, we have to own our mistakes. And if, you know, we have to say sorry, we have to make the wrong right if possible. And not everyone is willing or able to do that. And that's okay. It really sucks and it's hard. <laughs> and um, But not everyone wants to be accountable for their choices. They don't even want to acknowledge. They want it to be all your fault. They want to blame. It is hard for them to take ownership of it. But if that is what your partner is doing, how are you becoming accountable? How are you accountable to yourself, to your kids, to your family, to God, if you feel that you need to be accountable to Him? When you make a mistake, do you allow the other person, because no one's perfect. In your relationship, we're all going to make mistakes. And that's okay if we have space for it and we can realize, like, there are going to be mistakes made. 
But what happens when those mistakes are made? Are they saying sorry? Are they accountable? Are they trying to make repairs? So paying attention to that for your partner as well as yourself. The next letter is V for vault. What I share with you, you will hold in confidence. Also, you do not share things with me that are not yours to share because then my trust in you is diminished. So if someone is telling you something and they say, please don't tell anyone, you want to, that's important. Keeping a confidence, becoming a vault, and not telling things that aren't your story. If it's your story, great. But if it's not your story, can't share. I share a lot of things because that's my truth. It's my story to tell. And in my hope for sharing my story is that I'm going to help other people know they're not alone and that they can have a safe place to share their story. But V for vault. I, integrity. Choosing courage over comfort. Choosing what's right over what's fun, fast or easy, and practicing your values, not just professing your values. So I think integrity is so important in trust. I feel like they kind of, you know, go hand in hand. But um, making sure that just because it's uncomfortable that you're choosing courage. I, I experienced this so many times in my relationship, but I decided I had to have the courage to leave because I was unable to feel comfortable and safe and in my marriage. It was not working out for me. And so having personal integrity, but also paying attention to someone else have the integrity, they are willing to be honest about something, even though it's very uncomfortable. It's not very fun. It's not easy. A lot of people want to take the easy way out. They don't want to deal with the truth, and so they just lie. The next one she has is non-judgmental. And I was talking to um, a friend, and she said, you know, really, in life, we all judge. It's like human nature to judge. So she reframed it to say non-critical, which I kind of like, because we can choose to not be critical of another human being if we want. Sometimes it's hard. We just automatically have judgments. It's how our brain functions. But to be critical of someone is definitely like a next step. Um, You can fall apart, ask for help, be in a struggle without being criticized. You can do the same with the other person. You cannot ask for help and they cannot reciprocate. That is not a trusting relationship. Real trust doesn't exist unless help is reciprocal in non-criticism. So that means that you allow for the other person to be able to share things in a non-critical way and have the conversation and to, you know, we all need someone to like be paying attention, you know, hey, that was a little harsh or whatever, but in a loving, kind way not in a critical way and not pointing fingers. So paying attention to that builds trust and lets you know that someone is trustworthy. Generosity. Our relationship is only a trusting relationship if you can assume the most generous thing about my words, intentions, and behaviors, and then check in with me. 
I really love this last word because I think a lot of times, I know I felt this way, but we need to assume the best. Chances are our spouse is trying their best to be honest and trustworthy until they're not. And it's okay for anyone out there that just decided to be more generous because I know I felt like this was a flaw of mine. And my therapist, she pointed out, she goes like, Jennifer, this is actually one of your spiritual gifts of you that you can feel generous in assuming that someone really had good intentions, even though looking back, they were not the right intentions. They weren't the intentions that I wanted, or it really wasn't the best. They didn't have my best interest in mind. They weren't thinking about me. They were thinking only of themselves. So I just think in a relationship that is built on trust, that you can assume even if they're angry or even if they're doing something that they really were trying to make things the best that they could. So I just think generosity, it's a good, I'm going to say it's a good thing to look for, but also paying attention to because you could overlook something that maybe you're missing in the other person. But always looking at yourself, are you generous? Are you assuming the best in someone else? And I think if you struggle with any of these things, work on them. Like you can practice having more accountability in your life. You can practice being more reliable. And it doesn't mean if one of these things is off in your relationship or yourself, it doesn't mean doomsday and your marriage is over and something's gone terribly wrong or that they're even having an affair. (laughs) Doesn't mean any of that. But I think it's so important because paying attention to these things is going to help build your confidence, your trust in yourself as well as your relationship? And are you honoring these things within you as well as paying attention? Are they happening with your spouse in your relationship? And if they aren't, maybe having the conversation, like say, hey, I've noticed lately, like you've been really unreliable. Like what's going on for you? Like what's that about? And just being curious instead of like, being judgmental or critical or assuming the worst. So just analyzing, I think it's good for all of us to do little check-ins and seeing what part of Brene Brown's anatomy, the braving for trust is working and going great. That just is natural for us and which things are difficult. Are we really a critical person? Is that the part that we need to focus on? Do we always assume the worst? Are we not generous because we think our spouse is out to get us? So when I learned this concept, it was just so powerful for me because I could, I'm not married, but I can look at it for myself to see like what part of this, what am I doing to build trust within myself? And what can I practice on? What do I need to be better at? Because we can use this in all aspects of our life. And I just think it's such a great way to develop and grow in your relationship with yourself, with your kids, with your spouse. And so paying attention to these seven things in the word braving, the acronym. So 
Anyways, thanks so much for listening. I really love producing this podcast. I love to help you in your relationships, to help them become stronger, or if you're struggling, if you've experienced betrayal in your life, to help you heal. It is possible. It's a process, but it's totally possible to heal. And I can help you with the tools that I have learned and have been trained in. So if you're interested in working with me, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Happily Even After Coach, and you can send me a private message. We can set up a time and we can have a free consult call. I do 30-minute free consult call, and I can teach you all the tools that you need to know. If you want to learn how to live happily even after, sign up for my email at lifecoachjen1n.com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Happily Even After Podcast. Let's work together to create your happily even after.